Hey, Dr. Mike here. So is social distancing starting to get you down? Well, let's talk about it. Stay tuned. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike. And of course, I am here with... Dr. Crystal. Nice to see you, Dr. Crystal. Nice to hear and see you as well. <laughs> yeah. So we are recording these in different studios, but we can actually see each other, even though the audience can only hear us. Right. We are. So we're going to start recording these too. You know that. So people can watch us too. At the I moment. know. I'm ready. It means I have to comb my hair every time we do this. Well, no, because it's, it's like behind the scenes. It's, yeah, so that's right. Can, oh, that's right. We're going to keep it like it's raw. It's just who we are. You know, right. I have a hat on sometimes. I have a hat on, right? It's not. Yeah. I like that. So stay, stay, stay tuned. Check out liveforeverish.com for, for when that's going to start happening. And I think you'll be able to find those little short videos, podcast videos on YouTube as well. So what do you think? Um, how do you feel about social distancing at this point, Dr. Crystal? Is it, is it getting you down a little bit? Can I, is it bad to say it's a necessary evil? (laughs) You can say whatever you want. I I kind of understand where you're going with that, right? Right. You know, I think it's a good thing. And so shame on me for calling it evil. But I, I do think that it is taking a toll on, um, on the family, I, I feel the kids, <laughs> yeah. their desire to kind of get out. Uh, last weekend, we decided to go on a bike ride, and, okay. uh, okay. and we that's allowed. To, that's allowed. To the neighborhood park, and yeah. you know, we the kids love going to the park, um, and they still have the playground area kind of bordered off with yeah. the you know with kind of the orange border. And the kids, they look over and they're like, oh, slide. Hi, slide. It is kind of, it's, it was good. They got out, but a little sad. (laughs) Yes. And, but you know, so you have to be creative, obviously. So we brought a blanket and snacks and balls and all kinds of things. And we just played in the grass and, and just gave them some time to just run around in the park. Of course, social distancing. Yeah. And there was only one encounter that was a little awkward where someone was running and there's so many paths and they chose to run right by us. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But you know, at the same time you gotta, I, it, yeah. And I've done that. That's happened to me a couple of times. Um, you know, there's a dog park near here and, um, you know, and sometimes I'll just, and they're like, like what you just said, there's some trails and stuff and I'll try to find the trail walking my dog. That's, you know, a little bit away from everybody, but somehow I always see someone like, even though they see me could take a different path. They seem to come down that, that right. same path, path right at you. And I think, well, they're probably not really paying attention. That's fine. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I, and, and I know my experience is a lot different from yours. I mean, you have a family, yes. you got a husband, you got kids, you know, I, I've been living by myself for a long time and it's not, it's not affected me as much. Cause when you live alone, you're just kind of, you're kind of used to it. You know, it's not, <laughs> so I haven't, I haven't, it hasn't been that bad, bad, bad for me, but I do know, um, uh, after speaking with a couple different psychiatrists, um, in pre- preparation for some other like print ads and articles we're going to be doing on this topic, um, they have noted a sharp rise in, uh, teledoc, um, complaints of, of depression and mostly anxiety, you know, what, what they call a situational anxiety where people mm-hmm. are, um, 
Yeah, they just have these moments. You know, maybe most of the time they're okay, but whatever reason, there's just these days here and there where it just kind of compounds, you know, and it's kind of worse. And and so they're seeing that 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 type of stuff. And so I think you're right. I think for a lot of people, it is a necessary evil. People respect that for the most part. Uh, uh, but it's I think it's starting to drive some people a little nutty. <laughs> to be honest with you, yes, I and that is true. And I'm happy that at least the good thing out of everything that you stated is that people are are seeking help. Yeah. And and I think that's the most important factor. And, and but what's really making it more challenging and we talked about this uh before the show is you're now seeing kind of several groups of people. You have the the people who are still kind of sheltering in place and limiting their exposure as much as possible. And then you have the people that's kind of getting out now. They're going to the grocery store. They, you know, they'll venture to the mall. And then you have the the other people who maybe they're having small gatherings. And then you have the people who are just not doing any, following any precautions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I think because of that, I find that I'm now kind of being invited to small gatherings or small Mm. events and you have to make a decision. And of course, you, you really should think about your family. How, how is my decision going to affect my family? The risk versus benefit is what my, my husband called it. Um, you know, do you feel like it's worth it to go out? Do you feel like it's worth it to go to, to this event? You know, is it, is is the event set up where you can properly social distance? Is it indoors? Is it outdoors? And all of those decisions and questions can lead to anxiety. Yeah, yeah, it makes it tough, right? And and I like the way you kind of said that. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to make this sound like a <clears throat> medical research paper, but it is it is a re- risk benefit ratio determination, right? That you have to kind of decide for yourself. And I think more people understand that. I think most people get it that if they're going to do these kind of things, these kind of gatherings, there is risk involved. But I think for some of them, maybe they just, they just have to, I got to see my friends. And so for them, that moment of interaction of fellowship is more beneficial than the risk itself. So we're not, I don't want to, you know, I, I personally don't think you should be doing that. I know once football season kind of started and they, that limited season, I, I noticed a lot of um, on Sundays and Monday nights, there's more, uh, I don't know, houses around my neighborhood with lots of cars you know, yeah. and, and, and in the in the football, you know, here we're in South Florida. So it's Miami mm-hmm. football flags on the cars and the trucks. So, you know that, yeah, you know, people are doing it. you just hope that they're they're being careful and stuff, but we're not here to shame any of that. It's, it's just, it's not, you know, I said this before, I'll say it again, just because we want as a collective whole, and I mean this because we all want the pandemic to be over. It does not mean the pandemic's over. Oh, that's such a great statement. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's really not over. And then you get, when, when you think things are getting better, at least for me, then I get the phone call or I get the the family text message that, hey, this cousin is in the hospital with COVID or, Mm. you know, you have this person that that's not well, you know, send your thoughts to to this person. And then you're reminded that, 
you know, it's really not over as much as you want it to be. Um, and so somehow you have to find a place of, of contentment. And, you know, for last weekend, we're finding projects. I painted my, well, I moved out of the office with my husband because we were working. In <laughs> I, I'm surprised you lasted as long as you did. <laughs> I know. So I formally moved out uh, two weeks ago. And so I'm now in a different space and I'm like this, I'm going to make this space my own. So all last weekend we painted and oh, it's, it's just a nice space for me to work and I can teach and train and, and do podcasts and lives and everything <laughs> like that. And I'm not disturbing him. Uh, and so you find these projects that to do around the house and, and you just, you have to be creative and, and understand like somehow to me, I have peace in knowing that what I'm doing is what's best for my family and what is best for society in general. Yeah. And I'm yeah. doing my part to try to make this pandemic go away as soon as possible. I agree. Yeah. And the more, again, collectively speaking, the more people we can get on board with that, I, the faster this, this will, um, this will end. And I, and, 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 and I think that's an important point. And so one of the things I did want to mention in all this, so I know, you know, with more people being driven a little bit crazy from, staying inside more social distancing, all that kind of stuff is um, you know, just wanting to get out. I, I and, and to justify wanting to get out and going to some of these events and these football parties, I've, I've heard in small circles, but I'm, I'm hearing it more and more people talking about, well, we should get out and just get more people infected because they're going to be okay and, and rely on this herd immunity. And I just wanted to speak into that just for a moment. And Dr. Crystal, you can follow up with what you feel about it. But I, you know, I mean, there is, there is a such thing as herd immunity. Yeah, that, that, is, that is ultimately the goal. Get enough people um, who's, who have antibodies, basically, who are immunized against whatever it is, flu, cold, coronavirus, it doesn't really matter, whatever that is, um, that protects people who aren't immunized and people who maybe can't get immunized, right? People with weaker immune systems, for instance. So it offers a protection. And so there, there is, it's, it's a true thing. The question becomes, how do you want to go about, you know, achieving that? And you could there, you, you know, um, I think I can't remember, was it Sweden? Was it, it was some, I think Scandinavian country that actually practiced it. They wanted people out. They wanted people to get infected and, you know, establish herd immunity faster. And it kind of, backfired on them because what ended up happening happening is yeah i kind of started to work but then but then unfortunately people in high risk groups were getting infected at higher rates and that was something that they kind of had to deal with and also just getting out there in this idea of establishing herd immunity that way it's not very efficient it, it i mean you, it would it would take a lot longer to do that than if we all just hunker down and wait for a vaccine which would be much more safe and and much more effective so i i that's just my two cents about that i know that i'm hearing that more you know well i i'm helping out by by you know maybe i'll get infected and i'll be fine and i'll, mm -hmm. I'll i'm adding to herd immunity i i just don't think that that's a good way to think about it and i think that could actually overall be harmful to to a lot of people I, I agree 100%. And, you know, I also think about 
you know, because the thought even ran across that, you know, our family, you know, we're healthy, you know, there's, there's not as much for us to, to be afraid of. But then I started thinking, number one, you never know. I'm not, you know, I'm not about taking those types of risks with my Mm -hmm. life, but even if I have a mild case, because we know what this virus can do to your mind, even, you know, it's, it's a systemic disease. Yeah. Good point. And and the, the effect that it can have on, on other organs, I don't want to have to put my body through that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's Dr. Crystal. That's a really good point. Cause now, you know, we're, we're able to put some of that longer term data together now. So you have people um, you know, who were infected originally February, March, you know, that, that, that population that, that got infected with COVID and, and, and now, so the, now we're, you know, six, seven months later. And again, there's still a lot to learn, right? I mean, it's, I mean, this, right. this virus has only been in existence for like eight months, nine months, 10 months, something like this. It hasn't been around that long. Right. And it's evolving and it's changing and, and we're, tr- and the science is trying to keep up. Um, but, but we are able to kind of look at some of these people who were infected, a few months ago. And, and, and what's interesting is there are people who were tested positive, asymptomatic to mild symptoms who are now having some consequences from it. There are people reporting chronic fatigue type syndromes. Yeah. There are people reporting pain syndromes, like these constant like aches and pains. Yes. There are people reporting like mental fogginess, just yes. can't, can't shake it. And there are people now who are complaining of shortness of breath that didn't even have shortness of breath when they were actually positive. Thank you. That's so my it's, point. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's, and so people need to understand that we still have a very incomplete picture of this entire infectious cycle of COVID, right? We don't, there's still so much to understand. And, and I think, Again, you know, going back to the herd immunity thing, if that's if that's a theory you want to jump onto, fine, but let's do it through a vaccine, not through just, hey, let's just open everything up. Um, I think that's just not not a a sound way of um or appropriate way to do it. I just don't. And I, I don't wanna I don't wanna see that. I went I know it's tough, I know it's um affecting a lot of people. Um, but we and, and, and social distancing is getting old. I get it. Um, but you know, we have to think about the collective whole and, and, and how we're, how our behaviors might actually affect other people. Very right. True. Yeah. Well said. yeah. One last thing you mentioned that you started doing other things, other hobbies, like you were painting, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. So, um, one of, um, the psychiatrists, so basically life extension is going to, um, be involved with some articles, uh, coming out and you'll see them in our magazine, probably in the next month or so, a couple months. Um, Got to be careful. I don't know the timeline, but it's basically like how, how is, how is social, social distancing? How is all this affecting people? And um, it was interesting and it reminded me of what, what one of the psychiatrists said, Dr. Crystal, is that when it, when people are having those days that aren't great, they're having that anxiety moment. Uh, this particular doctor talked about changing your mental environment. Oh. Like maybe you can't change your physical environment, but you change your mental environment. You you stop that 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 what is that that like runaway train thought mm. that, that drives the anxiety. You yeah. stop it, and you and you literally you you 
think of something else, you do something else, you paint your, whatever that is, you mentally get engaged in something that's different. On purpose. So you have On to purpose. purposely- a purposeful, right. you're like, no, I'm not going down there. Fine, I'm stopping that. I'm going to focus over here. I'm going to put my thought, my energy into this thing right now, something different. And yes. that is very helpful for people. That's, that's oh, I, yeah. I like that. So you're, you're practicing, um, I guess, emotional intelligence at practice. <laughs> emotional intelligence. I like that. That's good. Maybe we, should, maybe we need to have a, blog, a podcast on that. Emotional. Yes, yes. I've read into that uh, a lot. I would be happy to talk yeah. about that. All right. Well, anyways, we hope this was helpful for people. This was just a chance for Dr. Crystal and I to just chat a little bit about everything that's going on. And so if you have comments, if you have your own little um, strategies you do, um, if you're struggling, let us know in the comments. And you can also reach out to Life Extension. We actually have wellness specialists um, that, uh, uh, you know, if you go to lifeextension.com, you can find the number there. And uh, you don't know the number offhand, do you, Dr. Crystal? For the wellness specialist? Yeah. 1-800-226-2370. One more time? 1-800-226-2370. Yep. Those are um, wonderful people that you can call and just talk, right? I mean, we're, yep. we're there for you. And, and it's a great service that we offer to everybody. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to be nothing. You just, you can call and it's free and you can just, you can just talk. So keep that in mind. I want to thank everybody to, um, uh, for listening to live foreverish. Don't for forget. You can go to liveforeverish.com and right there, you can find a whole bunch of podcasts. And when you do like one, let us know and comment and share it. And don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss a show. I'm Dr. Mike.